Audio version of Michael Leitman's blog. December 7, 2022. Love is just that, a fairy tale. Kabbalah and relationships. Tips on how to build successful relationships based on the spiritual principles and understanding of our nature. True love exists only in the spiritual world. If you think that finding the love of fairy tales will make you happy, think again. The love of fairy tales isn't really love, but the use of others for self-satisfaction. What we normally call love is the egoistic satisfaction of one person by another, whether it's sexual satisfaction or any other kind of fulfillment we receive from another person. And clearly, this isn't love. Then what is love? Love is when you don't pay any attention to yourself but you take the desires of another person and try to fulfill them in exactly the way they would like. In other words, you turn yourself into a vessel of fulfillment for the other person. This is real love, and it exists only in the spiritual world. And there is no difference if it is a man or a woman, what's important are the desires, the soul. In contrast, when we talk about love in this world, We are really talking about attraction and pleasure that are brought about by hormones. If we were to disconnect a person from his hormonal system, he wouldn't be able to feel love. This again shows that what we usually think of as love is just an egoistic desire to enjoy. Sometimes this desire can even be cruel, desiring to receive fulfillment at the expense of another person. Hence, the love we read about in fairy tales is really an illusion and does not exist in reality. It's because all of our desires are based only on the desire to fulfill ourselves. Even when we give something to others, we do so only because it gives us pleasure. Our action of giving is meaningless because what really matters to us, while performing that action is what we feel. Recommended, if, however, you're interested in fairy tales written in a Kabbalistic spirit. We have one book of these available from Kabbalah Books, called Miracles Can Happen. Secret to Child Education Kabbalah on Education Kabbalah comes to the rescue to today's education and parenting crisis. Children will always want to be like adults. So if we want them to behave differently, we should first learn to do it ourselves. From the very first days of a child's life, we tried to teach them the art of communication. We want children to play beautifully, so we organize holidays and birthdays for them. We are concerned how to maximize their free time, and we spend considerable resources on educational games and training manuals for them. We are pleased when other adults can appreciate our children's intelligence and good manners. But we often forget that almost every day while children are at school they have to take the exam for survival among their peers. Adults are always ready to meet children halfway, forgive and pity them, whereas in their relationships they have to fight with fire and sword for their rights, demand and give in, attack and defend, get used to their peers' hostility towards them and in spite of how much effort we spend to create an oasis for the child's happiness and prosperity, his real life happens outside our house. There, in the big world, a child immediately has to learn to play according to different rules. 
he can see that the success and prosperity are earned with a lie, intrigues and brute force. But we ourselves have written these rules. Without taking notice of it, we accustom children to a policy of double standards. Every parent has roughly the same thoughts, I am ready to do everything for my children to do well. And not just do well, but better than others. With this better than others thinking we are slowly but consistently sawing the bow we sit on. At first children will subconsciously and then consciously adopt the rules of the game. The world is divided into us, and them and if they stand in the way of our interests, they immediately become an outlaw. Outside of our law. Needless to say, we can see disastrous results of such an outlook in everyday life. Is there an alternative? Kabbalah argues that yes, it exists, and by this way the interests of all will be taken into account. This means that regardless of affiliation to a certain group of people on social, national, religious and other grounds, every person is guaranteed respect for his vital interests. This will become not only the letter of the law, written in the constitution, but also in our aspiration of most people. This is possible provided that everyone without exception follows the rule anything that you hate, do not do to your friend. Simply by adhering to this rule, life would literally change, for the better, right before our eyes. And children? Children will always want to be like adults. If we, the adults, begin to behave in another way, children will immediately imitate us. In kindergartens, schools and in the street, new games will appear in which children will learn from each other to live in a world of good. Therefore, the best that we can do for our children is to start with educating ourselves. Sake will not help the Japanese. In the news, NPR. A controversial new Japanese government campaign is urging young people to drink more alcohol to boost the economy. It comes as young Japanese people are turning away from drinking. The campaign is dubbed Sake Viva. Sake Viva is a contest aimed at 20 and 30 somethings to suggest new ways to make and sell alcoholic beverages. My response, what are they doing it for the sake of money? Of course. The world already goes to extremes, especially with young people. Alcohol is such that you get used to it and then you cannot live without it. It is like a drug. Question, let's say people have an idea like this. How should they deploy it? You keep saying that our connection, searching for the connection with each other, and so on, will change everything. If an idea came to them to enact a different law so that the law would be about greater connection, would tax revenues and money fall into the cash register of Japan or not? What do you think? Answer, I do not know if it would be in the form of money, I cannot say. But the situation would become better, everything would improve, not in the form of tax revenues, but in the form of the general state of society, family, and other aspects of life. Of course it would be different. Question, basically they are trying to solve some narrow problem. They also have family, fertility, and ecological problems, whatever. You say that there is a law that can balance everything. Won't the government and authorities then not have the idea that they need people to drink more? My response, 
The only question is how popular it will be, how much the Japanese will go for it. But such a closed society as Japan could try to do it. Question, should they conduct such an experiment on the island? What would humanity see then? Answer, humanity would see a huge leap in all areas of life. Question, would technology in Japan then be popular all over the world again? Answer, everything would go up. Comment, what is your advice to the Japanese government considering everything that has been said? My response, think about what you are doing. If you drive a people like the Japanese into a new pattern of alcohol consumption, after which drugs and so on will follow since everything leads to one thing after another, it is impossible to get out of this. Especially with the Japanese character. Therefore, I strongly advise you, take ancient Jewish wisdom as a basis, which says that only coming closer to each other of members of society will lead the entire society to prosperity and solve absolutely all problems. Good luck with that. From Cab TV's News with Dr. Michael Laitman, August 25, 2022. Who regret having children, the deeper cause and solution Kabbalah and women. An insight into women's inner quest and spiritual development. The reason there are women who regret having children is due to a major transitional process taking place in our era. Likewise, the countermeasure to this feeling of regret is to understand the nature of this transition and learn how to optimally adjust to it. Regret for having children. It's a taboo subject difficult for most women to open up about. However, in recent years, internet discussions, best-selling books and sociological studies have helped place it into the public spotlight. Why do some women regret having children? Also, is there something that could be done to redirect that feeling of regret? The reason there are women who regret having children is due to a major transitional process taking place in our era. Likewise, the countermeasure to this feeling of regret is to understand the nature of this transition and learn how to optimally adjust to it. Where we once lived to fulfill basic, instinctive, animal-like desires to hold a stable home and raise a family, today a new desire belonging specifically to humans emerges. This new desire demands a completely different kind of fulfillment. Instead of fulfilling our instinctive animalistic desires for food, sex, shelter and family, and earning enough money to supply for those needs, today's new desire seeks a sense of meaning and self-realization. By weaving childbirth and motherhood into the fabric of fulfilling the desire for meaning and self-realization, feelings of regret would be replaced by feelings of motivation and purpose. This is because the fulfillment of this new desire brings about the discovery of a higher reality. Women who regret having children. While taboo, women regretting having children has been a phenomenon increasingly coming out of the closet. Online discussions like credits have you ever wished you didn't have kids? If so, why? And Quora's what is it like to regret having children? Have hundreds of comments. The Facebook group I Regret Having Children has grown to over 7,000 members. Sociologist Ornadanath analyzed the accounts of 23 Israeli mothers who regretted having children in her analysis, regretting motherhood, a socio-political analysis, 
which quickly gained popularity. Also, two best-selling books appeared on the topic, Corinne Mayer's No Kids, 40 Good Reasons Not to Be a Mother and Sarah Fisher's Regretting Motherhood. Fisher also reported getting 80 emails a day from mothers thanking her for her work. Recurring themes to the regret include feelings of restriction, less time for oneself, less time for socializing, an inability to pursue career and or travel ambitions, and the comparison to non-parent peers who seem to be doing a lot more with their lives. Identity crisis emerges as the birth of the child gives birth to the mother. She feels her new identity as a lifelong burden. Moreover, the beautiful little baby quickly becomes a commanding little manager. The woman's individual potential appears to become overshadowed and suppressed by her role as mother. Why does this regret appear in the first place? Regret appears due to the onset of a new desire surfacing in more and more people. It's a desire characteristic specifically to us, as humans, which neither exists in animals, nor in our past animalistic phases of development. In the past, our desires were more animalistic, that is, they were closer to us, simply surviving. A woman typically felt in control by running her home. She had a husband who would go out to work and make money for the family. She knew that she would manage her home and raise her children. Moreover, society at large supported this traditional family structure. Today, the traditional family structure has largely declined. Our desire has outgrown our ability to be fulfilled by its traditional means. The desire for meaning and purpose in life is far greater in scope than our past instinctive desires, food, sex, family, shelter, and social desires, money, honor, control, knowledge. Firstly, our new desire finds its expression by us, wanting something completely new and different, detached from our past frameworks and boundaries. Career and travel ambitions emerge due to society being engaged in this search, but not knowing what it wants other than to explore beyond its past limitations. However, career and travel ambitions are detours that will soon also exhaust themselves. That's because the fulfillment of this new desire cannot be found in any of the ways we currently fulfill ourselves, after any kind of fulfillment comes another lack. Instead, this new desire is leading us, to the discovery of something entirely different, a higher reality, balance and harmony with the creative force that sustains and develops life. In other words, today's new desire is demanding contact with the meaning of life, which is in essence, above and beyond everything in our world. Including our children. How to replace regret with a new fulfillment. Escaping from traditional family structures has not made us, any happier. On the contrary, the decline of traditional family structures has been shown to have negative psychological, physiological, relational and economic effects on children, parents and society. Traditional family structures are embodiments of the animate level. Like how animals naturally live within certain boundaries, Humans too shouldn't seek to break away from their traditional frameworks as a means of becoming happier and more successful. Instead, we as humans need to rise to the level unique to the human. That is achieved through a change in our social relations, more human connection, growth in our attitudes to each other, 
so that we would become more supportive, loving and considerate. By doing so, we would discover a whole new fulfillment. The woman, mother who simultaneously undergoes two processes, the process as a mother who cares for her family, and the process where she elevates herself above the animate level to attain the meaning of life would see her actions in childbirth and motherhood as part of her ability to achieve her full potential, becoming like the Creator. Can a fairy tale become reality? Question, you say that Kabbalists can summon the good force that will have a positive effect on everyone. This is some kind of abstract thing, or will it still manifest itself in real physical life? Answer, of course it will manifest in real physical life at all its levels and will affect the relationships of people in the process of their day-to-day -day lives, economic relations, production, and consumption. Absolutely. In everything. As a person changes, everything he touches will change. Question, so, perhaps there will be changes in what the main problem today is, insane consumption which leads to the destruction of both the external environment and man himself. Answer, of course. Humans will stop behaving like a consumer. On the contrary, people will be the executor of the global system of nature, which must exist in harmony. From Cab TV's Conversations Israel and its influence on the world November 18, 2021 Milestones in changing the world. Question, who before Balha Sulam changed the world so much that it brought certain changes? Answer, Baal Shem Tov, and before him, the Ari, and even before that Rabbi Shimon and his disciples, the authors of the book of Zohar, before them, Moses, before Moses, Abraham, and before Abraham, Adam Harishon. Comment but there were quite long periods of time between them. And now, as it turns out, Balha Sulam. My response, Balha Sulam and Rabash are practically the same. It is a bundle. Because Balha Sulam passed this methodology only to him, and it as if did not develop further. When I brought students to Rabash and we started studying together, then he opened it up and developed it. And now, we are in essence continuing what Rabash gave us. Question, all in all, did it matter that Rabash was the son of Balha Sulam? Answer, in this case, it does not mean a physical son but a spiritual one. Question, let's say, the Ari lived during the Renaissance when the world concretely changed its perception. What were the additional changes in history according to the lives and deaths of great Kabbalists? Answer, then there were small changes, but it does not matter because all other changes were already directed towards spiritual correction. After all, you cannot exactly impose one axis upon another like spiritual development of humanity and some of its historical milestones. From Cab TV's I got a call. How does a Kabbalist die? November 16, 2013 Michael Leitman, on Quora, will the world end? According to the wisdom of Kabbalah, there is no end of the world, but a transition to a new, 
higher and integral perception of the material realm that reveals itself to the degree in which we correct our nature, from our inborn nature of wishing solely to enjoy for our own benefit alone, to its polar opposite, wishing to benefit others and nature. By correcting our nature in such a way, we discover new organs of perception, ones through which we perceive other omnipresent layers of reality that are concealed from our inborn level of perception. Moreover, according to Kabbalah, the shift to this new perception is the defining characteristic of our current era. More and more people are feeling the incompleteness and narrowness of our current level of perception, and an inner calling to rise above it and enter a new broader and whole level of perception.